The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now I'm told that Barry Andrews, the Fianna Fáil MEP for Dublin, is on the line. Barry, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So, uh, we made our presentation yesterday. Every country had 50 minutes. How did it go? It went extremely well. The Department of Finance, led by Minister Michael McGrath, uh, led the delegation. And all I, I, we had a meeting this morning of my political group uh, here in Brussels. And uh, I think the general view is that a number of cities not mentioned, not named, uh, have definitely fallen out of contention as a result of the hearings yesterday. But I'm very confident Ireland isn't one of those. Dublin isn't one of those. Uh, we, we have a very, very compelling case. We've been in the European Union for more than 50 years. We don't have any authority um, seated in Ireland or Dublin. So it would be a first. And we have, I think, uh, an excellent uh, banking sector, financial services sector, which is what the uh, Council of the European Union is looking for, what the European Parliament is mm. looking for in the successful candidate. OK, now the other countries that uh, applied, Austria, Belgium, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Latvia, Lithuania and Spain. Um, you, you don't know which countries have been dropped from the long <laughs> no. list to make a short list. Um, but the, the the question of whether or not this is a fair and open competition or whether, you know, the way these jobs are divided up in the EU, um, you got that agency, uh, so we get the other agency. That's the way it works. It used to work that way, probably. Um, but there was a European Court of Justice ruling uh, a couple of years ago. And it decided that for the first time, the seat of an authority would have to be decided together by both the European, the Council of the European Union and the European Parliament. So that's why we had, for the very first time, hearings uh, for the candidate cities. Uh, so this is completely unprecedented that this is all happening in public view, uh, open to public scrutiny, open to everybody to see exactly what the criteria are. And at our meeting this morning, the day after these hearings, uh, what has emerged very strongly is that the, the, the seat will be assigned to the country that can demonstrate uh, the quality of their legal framework because the authority is very important for the European Union. It, it, it carries massive reputational risk. So whichever city is successful has to be able to show that it has very strong anti-money laundering track record, but also that it has the people uh, to uh, populate this authority whenever it gets up and running. Now, we know that we have a, a fairly large uh, financial services sector, so uh, populating uh, that agency should not be a problem. There'll be other problems, I suppose, the cost of housing and uh, those things that have, uh, impact any uh, new outfit setting up in in Ireland. Uh, but who do you see as the main competition? Because if you're looking at uh, Germany, uh, France, uh, Italy and Spain as long-standing members of uh, the EU, that's that's heavy stuff. Yeah, I, I think like Germany came under a lot of pressure. They did a very good presentation, but they came under a lot of pressure about various financial entities and money laundering concerns, particularly Deutsche Bank recently, uh, the Wirecard scandal. So members of the European Parliament were asking specific questions about those things. There's also a danger of the over-concentration of authorities. So France already have the European Banking Authority. After Brexit, the UK had to give that up. We actually tied with the UK, uh, sorry, with France uh, when the decision was made in the European Banking Authority. So there is a danger of over-concentration. What Ireland was able to say is we have 
extensive ties with both the UK capital markets, with the US, not just cultural and economic ties, but also very strong transport links. So we put forward a very good case. We also have uh, centres of excellence for the training of qualified AML staff, which we put in place about five years ago. So it was a very compelling case. I think you're right. We did come under some interrogation about housing and the availability of housing. And the minister uh, made the point that we've had a, a dramatic expansion in the number of houses constructed over the last couple of years, since 2020 anyway, and the highest number of social and affordable housing since the 70s. So, you know, I think we did a good defence, but each of the member states and each of the candidate cities did come under significant pressure uh, to explain any of the shortcomings or uh, anxieties about their cities yeah. and what they have to offer. Um, I, I suppose one of the concerns might be geography, although in a digital era, it probably doesn't matter where you are. But, um, you know, we're on the western uh, seaboard of the EU a lot of the stuff that's being done by the bad guys is probably in Eastern Europe, Central Europe, um, rather than, uh, you know, off on the, the outermost reaches of the EU. Is that going to be a consideration at all? Well, I think, I think, the, I think the, the fact that Dublin hosts, and Dublin and Ireland host so many global technology companies, financial services companies, pharmaceutical companies, med tech companies, and the global aircraft leasing industry, you know, that was pointed out yesterday in the Parliament hearings, and it, it sort of indicates that Ireland is, is mm. extraordinarily well-connected, and of course the US and UK connections, the fact that we're a common law country, which is attractive in terms of commercial law dispute resolution, and we're an English-speaking country. Okay. So now, the every process... member state has, 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 has shortcomings, mm. but I think Ireland... Yeah, I know, the, the, I mean, the Euro language, it's ironic that um, Britain being out of the EU, and yet the language of Britain, uh, English, is uh, pretty much the lingua franca of all EU countries now when they're talking uh, to each other. So what happens next, Barry? Is it that, uh, you know, at the upper levels, at the council level, you're going to have the Taoiseach and uh, other senior ministers all lobbying away and Michael McGrath in the Finance uh, Council, and then you, as a member of your grouping, lobbying within your group to get the votes across the line? So it's a completely new uh, system, as I mentioned, because of the European Court of Justice. So normally the Council of Ministers would simply make their decision among the 27 ministers. So there will be a meeting on the 22nd of February where the Council will come together with the European Parliament and each will have 27 votes. Um, it hasn't yet been decided, for example, how each group within the European Parliament will designate its votes, but we will obviously be looking for maximum transparency Council aren't very happy at all about having to share this decision with the European Parliament. Okay. But, but will it that's be, what, what lies ahead. Will it be transparent? Will all nine countries be back in the frame, even though some of them really are not being treated seriously now as contenders? It's unlikely that there'll be any withdrawals. They'll probably still stay on the ballot as such. But uh, I, I think that it's becoming clearer where the, um, according to those who sat through all of the hearings yesterday, I didn't sit through all of them. Right. Uh, it's becoming clear who the main, the main uh, uh, candidate cities are. Right, Barry Andrews, Fianna Fáil, MEP for Dublin. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.